0: Stand this morning together. If you're glad to be in the house of God this morning, I want to hear a big amen from you. Amen. amen. Good to see all of you. We appreciate all of you being here. Our visitors, thank you all for being here this morning. It is our, our desire that when we gather here, that Lord do something wonderful for every one of us. I still believe this, that God wants to do something for every person that's here. Can I get a witness right there? That includes you. That includes the one next to you this morning. So I'm going to ask Brother Joe Haynes, if he will, to come and open us in prayer. Let us pray. Our most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, we want to thank you again for the opportunity to be able to get up and come to your house this morning. Uh, We thank you for the devotion that you delivered us this morning. Thank you for the good Sunday school lesson we had. We ask that you be with our pastor this morning as he brings the message you want us to hear today. We ask that you be with those that are not able to be here today. And and there's a lot of people on our hearts that need prayers. All these things we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. We'll remain standing page 56. But the greatest of all blessings That I've ever received Is His mighty touch When on His name
1: I believe I had nothing to offer But my guilt and my shame It was all through the blood and His holy name, the Lord is
2: The pin of a rider could ride every day, even this world could never contain
3: just how I have been blessed. Warmth in the winter, flowers in spring, laughter in summer, the changing On my. still save so why had the- Stop.
2: good to me and hey. my family. We don't deserve it and we don't
4: deserve His grace, but He just continues to pour into us and pour into our children. And I just wanted to say that I love Him and I love His church, and I'm just so thankful that He saved me. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 Page 143.
0: Go ahead and bring it on up. Let's go back and catch that third verse, you can be seated. appreciate all of you being here and all of our visitors. Thank you all for coming to Murrayville Baptist Church. Let me make some quick announcements of some things that we got going on in the near future. Um, we're going to be having a church clean-up day on September the 24th of this, of this month at 10 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I understand that what's planned is we're going to basically be working over there in the fellowship hall working on the, the tables and chairs and getting them spot-cleaned uh, spot, spot cleaned and everything. So, uh, Brother Terry said that if you've got a pressure washer, please bring it with you and we'll put those tables and chairs up under that pressure washer and see if we can't knock off some of that nasty food we've strode all over it. Amen. So, that'll be September the 24th. On, <clears throat> on Wednesday nights... Some people may not realize this, but on Wednesday nights, we uh, we serve food to everybody that will come at six o'clock. And uh, Miss Sue and, and Miss Melinda, they work so hard to feed us well. They fed us well this past Wednesday night. Say amen right there, amen, amen. <laughs> amen. And uh, they fed us well. And you come on Wednesday nights at six o'clock, and then at seven o'clock. We will be having Bible study here in the book of, uh, we're studying through in the book of Acts. And so you come. We're, we're just beginning to get into Acts chapter 2. We just finished up Acts chapter 1 this past Wednesday night. So if you're interested in studying the Word of God, please come and be with us as we journey through that book of the Bible. Also, uh, last year we started something and we want to continue doing that. But uh, you may see it in your bulletin about the uh, on the side of the bulletin. It said it's that time of year again, and what we're going to be doing is collecting non-perishable Thanksgiving uh, food items to put in baskets. We gave out over a hundred food baskets last year and fed those that were in need during the season of Thanksgiving. And we need them. What we're asking everyone to bring and and we'll have a a box out there to collect them where you can put them but please be bringing green beans mac and cheese cranberry sauce and stuffing and we're starting very early this year last year was kind of a, a last minute effort of our church and there was many that worked i mean tirelessly and so hard to be able to get all of that put together we went to the grocery stores and We had food donated to us. We bought food as a church. But this year we want to be a little bit more organized and put together in this effort. So we're asking every one of you to please uh, carry your bulletin home with you. Remember these food items and start bringing these non-perishable food items with you. up our lives amen let's take our Bibles and be turning to the book of Luke chapter 17 and then in your second hand pick up Hebrews chapter number 11 Luke 17 and then Hebrews chapter 11 when you find those two passages of scripture if you'll stand to honor the reading of God's word for the day Luke 17 and Hebrews chapter 11. Luke 17 and Hebrews 11. We do appreciate all of you being here and pray that while we spend some time gathered around the good word of God, that the Lord will do something for all of us. Aren't you thankful for the blessed word of God? Amen. Amen. Luke 17, just uh, a couple of verses of scripture from that passage, but then we're going to center in on Hebrews chapter 11. I want you to notice in Luke chapter 17, the Word of God reads like this, beginning in verse number 26. The Lord has been recounting to His disciples some things that must happen to Him, that He must suffer, He must go to Jerusalem, be crucified. But then he says this in verse number 26. And as it was in the days, plural, of Noah, that'll be Noah, so shall it be also in the days, plural, of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day, singular, that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came. And everybody say the last three words. Destroyed them all. How many? All. Destroyed them all. Now let's look in Hebrews chapter number 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Most of you know that this is the great chapter that concerns itself with faith. All the verses. I believe there's 40, 40 verses. Are t- dealing with the subject of faith. And the expanse of it. And how it needs to To be a major part of all of our lives. But then he centers in on one of the heroes of faith. By this name of Noah. This man Noah. And look what it says in verse number 7. Of Hebrews 11. I want everybody to say the first two words. By By faith. By faith. Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is, everybody say these last two words, by faith. faith. Notice how it begins, by faith. Notice how it ends, by faith. By faith. I want to take these two passages centering in on the thought of Noah because the Lord did say as it was in the days of Noah so shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. And many of you believe that we're living in these last days before Jesus comes back. And He is coming back. Glory. Today would be fine with me right now would be fine with me but let's go to the lord in prayer i want to preach on this thought on last day's faith last day's faith our heavenly fathers we come before you this morning lord i i need you lord in a in a desperate way lord there's no way i could be of benefit to these dear people that are before me lord unless you you touch me and enable me lord to be able to preach The power and demonstration of the Spirit of God I pray Lord that not One ounce of me would depend upon me For Lord I'm nothing Without you So Lord I call upon the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Asking Lord for grace and mercy To be extended not Just to me but to every person that is here Lord in these Days of which we're living we need Something from you We need to hear from heaven and We're asking and Asking in that that mighty name of Jesus, that you'd come and speak to every heart that is here. Lord, if there is one here that's never been saved, may today be that day where they'd bow their knees to Jesus Christ. And for all the saved, I pray, Lord, that we would bow our knees before you and, Lord, uh, just express to you our great need of faith in the hour in which we live. We love you, Lord, in Jesus Christ's name. And all of God's people said... Amen. You can be seated this morning. This past Wednesday night, we were gathered here in the auditorium. And every Wednesday night, what we do as a church body, we get together. And we have, Brother Terry leads us in a few songs, and then we make a few announcements. Then we have prayer requests. Some people come to me prior to us gathering together on Wednesday night. And they express some people's names that they need to be prayed for. There's some of maybe our own that I've already got on the list. And then I'll ask, uh, is there anybody here that wants to put anybody on the prayer list? And we get together and we pray as a church body. We gather around the altars and we pray together. And uh, we got done praying that night. And Sister Megan was playing on the piano. And she was playing Brother Warren Vickers' uh, National Anthem, we will understand it all by and by. And it just dawned on me as we were all gathered and we had a good crowd that night, it dawned on me that there were some things in my life going on that I just, to be honest with you, I don't understand. And I asked this question on that Wednesday night. I said, how many of you here have something going on in your life or that surrounds your life that you just honestly do not understand. And I believe about everybody in that auditorium that night raised their hands. That there was something definitely going on. That they just could not fathom. They could not work it out in their reasoning. They could not understand why or how or how long or, or, or when or, or the timing of it. Why these things were happening in their lives. And I made this statement. I said, Well, we will understand it all by and by. If you're saved, you will understand those mysterious things of your life, those question marks, those times of your life where you just do not have any answers whatsoever of the situation that has presented itself in your life. Remember when I was young, a young man, a young preacher man. I thought I had all the answers. If you asked me anything, I'd give you an immediate answer just like that. And if you liked it, fine. If you didn't, fine. I would give you the answer I thought was befitting your question. But the older I get, the more I realize this. There's just some things in life that we're not going to understand. And faith, faith... Faith is that element of our lives that we just keep trusting God even though we don't understand. Faith is important in all of our lives who are saved. If you're saved this morning, say amen. Amen. I mean, in faith, you think about it. Your life began in faith just as Noah's did. It will end in faith just like Noah's did. It's as though that God has encapsulated, He has surrounded our lives with this thing called faith. I don't understand faith, but I sure do love living by faith. Love that song that Brother Terry have us to sing occasionally on living by faith. And it talks about the things that happen, whether sunshine or rain, we're just living by faith. And I'm so thankful that God has given us who are saved the opportunity to live by faith. I'm glad I don't have to to trust my feelings. I'm glad I don't have to trust what these eyes see. But I can live by faith. The Bible tells us that it is impossible to please God without faith. And faith is that 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 substance of our lives that that thing of our lives that just keeps us grounded and keeps us in when nothing else will when all of our world around us is falling apart i want to say this boldly and thankfully thank god for faith can i get a witness right there faith is trusting god when you don't understand faith is believing god when nothing else Makes sense. Faith is living for God. In spite of everything being against you. Faith is trusting God's book. When everyone else says it should be different. Aren't you thankful for faith this morning? The entire chapter of Hebrews chapter 11. As I said all 40 verses of Hebrews 11. Is dealing with the subject of faith. It goes through a list of of heroes of the faith, of those who lived by faith and did things by faith, even though they didn't understand, even though they didn't have the answers, even though they could not see what God was talking about, they lived by faith and did what God had them to do. I was considering Hebrews chapter 11 one day in my own personal life. And I got to thinking about this as I, was reading and meditating upon Hebrews chapter eleven, that nothing but what they did by faith was recorded. None of their failures are mentioned. None of their sins are mentioned. Nothing that they none of the blunders that they went through and experienced in their own personal lives is ever mentioned. It's only the things that they did by faith. And when I realized that, I shouted. I said, thank God, only what I've done by faith is going to be left remaining in my life. But then I got to thinking, only what I've done by faith will remain. I considered my life and I got to thinking about my life and how little that I have actually done for the namesake of the Lord Jesus Christ. I bumped into someone earlier this past week. We were talking about things and they were telling us some things of all that they were doing in their church and all that was going on. And I left there a little bit defeated. And I said, God, I've not done anything for you. I've not done, I've not accomplished much for you, Lord. But I sure do thank you for the times that you've allowed me to live by faith and do things by faith and i'm just trying to i'm just trying to remind us all this morning of the importance of faith in all of our lives and just as it was in the days of noah Things are happening today that we don't have the answers for. Preachers don't have the answers for. it. Deacons don't have the answers for. Google does not have the answers for. There's just things that's happening all around us today. And we're just going to have to be people of faith and trust God in His book in these days in which we live. I want to say some things about Noah's faith and last day's faith this morning and Try to make some headway through these thoughts. I want to say number one that Noah's faith prevailed in the midst of wickedness. It was a very wicked day in which Noah lived. The Bible tells us about those days in Genesis 6 verses 5 through 7. Listen to the commentary of the days of Noah. It said, and God saw that the wickedness of man Was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart. Was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord. That he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said I will destroy man. Whom I have created from the face of the earth. Both man and beast and the creeping thing. And the fowls of the air. For it repenteth me. That I've made them. Can you imagine God's heart in the days of Noah. As he looked upon this sinful world. As it was as it played out in these days of Noah. And had grieved him at his heart. It so grieved the heart of God. That he said I'm sorry that I ever made man on earth. I'm going to destroy the entire earth with a flood. And God did. The day finally came. That God did destroy it just like it was in his heart. Why? Because of the wickedness of man's heart. But I want you to listen to this man, Noah, who lived by faith. It said, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord and Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation and Noah walked with God there was one man on planet earth that said I don't care what others are doing I don't care what others are thinking I don't care what others are saying I'm going to walk with God I'm going to give my life to the Lord Jesus Christ and we need more of God's people that will make up their minds that they're going to make their life count for Jesus Christ and nothing else hey we're in the same days as Noah Is wicked around us There's nothing but wickedness Surfacing around us And can I say that we need people of God To stand up and walk with God And be counted for the namesake of God Almighty We need that today Noah, a man who lived in the most wicked of times Had decided that he was going to live for God Stay faithful to him No matter, listen to me, no matter the cost. And we need some people that'll make up their minds. Today, I'm not calling on you to go home and think about it. I'm not calling on you to go home and talk it over with your wife. I'm calling on you this morning to make up your minds this morning. That you're going to walk with God. That you're going to find that grace that you'll need. That you're going to live by faith and live it for God Almighty in this wicked generation in which we live. Where the days are upon us. That we've heard about from old time preachers down through the years. I, you, I remember when I was a young preacher sitting in the pew and listening to those old time preacher men, and they'd get up and they'd get to talking about a time that was coming on this earth that was going to get so horrible and so wretched and so vile. And brethren, we are there today. Can I get a witness right there? I mean, all around us every day, there's new sin that is, is mounting up before us and being presented. And you know who they're presenting it to? They're presenting it to our children. They're letting it lay before our children. Hey, parents, you need to guard your children's mind. Don't let the devil have your children. You guard them by the word of God. Don't let the devil ruin your children. They're teaching our children that they're not really this or that. They're not this gender or that gender. And they need to consider having a gender change. Oh, it's wicked, wicked, wicked that we're living in today. Uh, Debbie had me to listen to a a testimony of a lady who was transgender. Was it a lady that went man? I couldn't remember. It was a lady who went man. And she went all the way up to the very last surgery, which would have changed her completely. And she said that she learned that the last surgery would cost about a hundred thousand dollars. And they they'd never expressed that to her, never let her know that. She got all the way, the hormones changing and and everything going on, and all of that that, that they do. The the chemical castration that they suffer through. And she said she got all the way up to that point And she just felt so let down. She got saved. She got saved by the grace of God. And now she's going around begging parents. To guard their children from what's going on. Did you know Disney just came out with a, a show about transgenderism and, and putting it, pumping it, pumping it in front of our children. We need to stand up against that stuff and live by faith again. It's a wicked time in which we're living today. Not only was it his faith prevailed in wickedness. His faith was provoked by a warning. Can I say this this morning I'm so glad God is still speaking Today Oh we're living in a time where God's withdrawing his voice From this generation. He's backing up. He's backing off. This generation don't want him talking. This generation don't want him saying a thing. They don't want the preachers preaching anymore. They don't want a preacher to stand up and preach in the Spirit of God. They want a little sermonette for a little Christianette that's living in the kitchenette. I'm here to tell you we need some men of God that'll get full of God again and preach what thus saith the Lord and let a rip whether they like it or not, and let God be God among us. I'm so glad that God's still speaking today. His voice is growing fainter and fainter till it's becoming a still small voice. But I'm so glad I am still hearing. Him. Woo, hallelujah. I'm so glad I can still hear the voice of God walking in the garden of my life. And thank God He's still talking to me. If you don't have that kind of relationship with the Lord, you need to be at the altar this morning renewing your relationship. If you've ever had one through salvation and begging God to renew that fellowship with you. Oh, how we need God's voice Noah's faith was provoked by warning. It said that he being warned of God of things not seen as yet. Noah, did you realize God said, I'm going to bring a flood. I'm bringing rain through a flood on this earth by means of rain. And it's coming. Did you know in that day they had never seen rain? They had, did not as absolutely, Brother Marty, they did not know what rain was. I mean, the dictionary of their day did not even contain the word rain. They didn't understand it. They didn't, they didn't know what it was. But yet God told them, I'm bringing a flood upon this earth. And it said that Noah moved with fear. Moved, being warned by God. I, I'm glad that God is still speaking today. It was provoked. By warning, the Bible says, "As it was in the days of Noah, it seems like it seems like God is just throwing up a bulletin board of warnings along the way. And some people see the warnings and they, they consider them and they move. Others say, "Oh, that don't interest me." Oh, I'll just keep on living the way that I'm living. I'm here to tell you we need the old-fashioned revival of the fear of God in this land again. This country was founded upon some men and women who feared nothing but God. And by that they, they formed this country to live for the Lord Jesus Christ and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we need that kind of fear moving in our land again. We need it. Was provoked by God's warning. I didn't even want to come today, but I'm so glad I did. <laughs> I'm getting blessed by my own preaching and I'm here to tell you I need it. I need it. I'm preaching to John Dale this morning first of and foremost. I need what I'm preaching this morning. We need faith to be stirred in all of our lives again. God's people need that faith of God stirred up in their souls. Hmm. They scoff and they mock at us. They call us. We were watching something last night. Debbie wanted to watch on TV, and it was. Uh, uh, it was all I could do to sit there and watch it. I'd, I'd get a little angry and that righteous indignation stir in me, and and uh, it was making it was making it was it was about a cult. And all they did was quote the Bible, quote the Bible, quote the Bible, quote the Bible, quote the Bible. And it was about a cult, a family that was cultish. And they, they raised their children in that cultish mindset. And uh, I told Debbie, I said, you know, that's how the world's looking at all of us who quote this Bible. That's how, the, that's how this world is looking at all of us that believe what this book says. They think we're a bunch of mental nuts. And they, they claim that we're crazy because we claim that God speaks to us. God does speak to me. God does speak to me. And I'm so thankful He does. I'm glad I'm not living to my own dictates. I'm glad I'm not living of my own thinking. I'm glad God's still speaking to me today. Thank God for that. <laughs> His faith... Was patient in waiting. You know how long God said that all that was going to play out in the days of Noah? 120 years. 120 years. He said, Noah, he said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. He said, therefore, his days are going to be 120 years. And listen, Noah got out there and got busy for God building that ark just like God told him to. Every instruction that God gave Noah He was sure to make sure that it was exactly The way God said build it The dimensions, the width, the height, the length And everything about it Was according to God's measurements Put, a little, put one door in it and By the way, there's not but one way to heaven He put one door in it A picture of heaven and Jesus Christ being the only way there's some that will say, well, I believe in many ways, like Oprah. Oprah don't know God. Oprah don't know the God of that Bible. And people are listening to her and following what she says. I'm here to tell you there's not but one way to heaven, and His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. There's not many ways you can't get saved by being good. You can't get saved by being baptized. You can't get saved by joining a church. You can't get saved by being a a decent person. You're going to get saved through the blood, through the blood, through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that He shed for your sins and my sins. And there is no other way than that. And Noah built that ark just like God told him to. Pitched it with pitch on the inside and outside just like God told him to. 120 years. The Bible says he was a preacher of righteousness. 120 years. Noah said the flood's coming. The flood's coming. I'm telling you the flood's coming. And preachers are preaching and resounding from pulpits. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. They won't get ready. They won't pay attention. They want us off the face of the earth. They want us out of here. One day God's going to close the door. It's going to be over. And when God says it's over, it's over brother. It's over. All of these people saying, I'm coming out of the closet. I'm not going to hide anymore. You know what Adam and Eve did whenever they sinned against God? They hid. That's natural. It's unnatural to bow your chest up and say, I'm not hiding anymore. That's unnatural. That's sin at its core. Didn't know this message was going to go like this today, but I sure am glad that it is. Amen. It was patient and waiting 120 years. 120 years. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. 120 years and finally God said, Noah, get in the ark. <laughs> One day the Lord himself is going to descend from heaven with a shout in the voice of the the trump of God. The dead in Christ are going to rise first. Then we which are alive and made shall be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. He's coming right on time. Can I say it like that? And I've got to admit this thing about being patient with God. It rubs me and robs me at times. It ro- robs me. I get so impatient. I say, Lord Jesus, today. Why not today, Lord. Oh, and the further we go into this wicked world and see the things that are happening around us... Seeing the things that happen to our little children and our families and our churches. Seeing the families that are being busted up by the enemy. Seeing the churches that are just dissolving and closing his door because the enemy got the upper hand. Seeing everything happening around us. I'm so glad to know that one day he's coming and he's coming just like he said. And it's going to happen just like this book said. You know the Bible says there will be scoffers in the last days. And they say, where is the promise of his coming? I've heard that all of my life. You know why they don't believe he's coming the second time? Because they've never believed he came the first time. I believe he came the first time just like he said he died for the sins of this world. He was buried and he got up the third day and rose in victory over death, hell and the grave. I put my faith in him and him alone. I put all my faith in the merits of Jesus Christ alone. And that's how I'm going to get to heaven one glorious day. (laughs) Patient and waiting. Patient. Noah's faith. Faith was not only that, it was proven in works. He did what God said. We better be busy about the father's business. I listened this morning to the McKamey sing. Getting used to the dark. Getting used to the dark. Years ago, a preacher man by the name of Vance Havner preached a message. First time i would ever heard of a preacher preaching about that. On getting used to the dark. And he talked about... An incident that happened to him that he got somewhere and there was plenty of lights. All of a sudden, the lights went out, and he said, After a little while, he was sitting there and his eyes adjusted and he got used to the dark. And God gave him a message that God used all around this country on preaching, Getting Used to the Dark. The McCamey sang a song, said, Getting Used to the Dark. And one of the lines in that song says, We're not trying to change any hearts. We're just getting used to the dark. It's proven by works. Noah got busy doing what God told him to do. If we're going to do anything for God, we better get busy. Time's running out swiftly. Time's running out quickly. And if we're ever going to make our mark on this world for Jesus Christ whether it be preaching, whether it be singing, whether it be playing, whether it be getting in the choir, teaching a Sunday school class, whatever it may be in your life, you better get busy for Jesus to make your mark on this world. Time is running out. Then I want to say this lastly. It paid off. (laughs) Noah's faith paid off in in the world to come. Can you imagine when that ark rose up above the waters? And Noah and those other seven, there was only eight people. Eight, eight people. Only eight people. In a world, they said that there was probably, I remember reading a book years ago. I can't remember the name of the author, but he was taking that text on as it was in the days of Noah. And he was trying to account for how many, you, you know how long, How long human history had gone on by that time? Fifteen hundred years. Look how many people are in America at the end of, at about the middle of two hundred years. They had been going on for fifteen hundred years, and they said that there was probably about seven billion people on planet Earth in the days of Noah, just like today, as it was in the days of Noah. No different, no different. And eight people were saved. Eight people got on the ark. Eight people were saved by the grace of God. They say, I remember preachers saying, oh, this COVID thing is gonna is going to strike a, a worldwide revival. People are going to get saved by the thousands. If we're going to see a mass revival, ain't happening. It is not happening. There's more deception today than there's ever been before. There's people that think they're saved, they think, they think they're saved, and they've never been saved by the grace of God, never have bowed their knees to Jesus Christ as a sinner and said, "God, save me and changed my life." God saved my soul. Never have happened." And there's many a person that's going to hear these words in that day, depart from me. I never knew you. My wife's got a real burden. She talks about it all the time. I mean at home, she'll, she'll come to me with Bible questions and something she's read or heard and wanting me to listen to it. And she's got a, a burden in her soul for people who just think they're saved. I'm so glad that I know. I know that I know that I know. I'm not having to just think about it. I don't, I don't hope. Maybe I'm going to make it. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm going to heaven when I die. You're going to hear one day that John Dell is gone. Dead. And y'all are going to have a funeral service for me. I want to go ahead and say this right now. Don't you come up here Weeping and crying all over me. You shout the glory down. Because I won't be there. I won't be there. I'll be in heaven with Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well now that I get to think about it. It would be nice if some of you would cry over me. Oh, I remember one sermon he preached. <laughs> Can you imagine as that ark was up above those waters? And Noah and all of his family looked out those windows, and they looked out at all the destruction, the the floating bodies, the floating cattle, the floating animal bodies. The trees and all the carnage that have been uprooted and floating on top of the water. I can just hear, I can hear Mrs. Noah look over there at Noah and say, Noah, I am so thankful you live by faith. Noah, I'm so thankful you chose to walk with God. I'm in because you had faith in a god you've never seen in a god you've never you've never touched you had faith in that god and you had faith in what he said noah thank you for living by faith thank you the bible says about noah says that he was warned of god thing's not seen as yet. Listen to what it says about it. It said he moved, he prepared, he condemned, and he became the heir of righteousness. Which is, the last two words of his life, by faith. First two words of his life, by faith. The last two words of his life was by faith. And his life was completely surrounded by faith. Brethren, that's the only way we're going to continue to survive in this world that we're living in. The Bible tells us in the, uh, the book of 1 John, it says, This is he that overcame the world, and they overcame it by faith. You're not going to overcome this world by your feelings One day you'll feel like charging hell, and the next day you won't feel like doing nothing for God. It'll be only by faith. You'll not, you'll not, you will not make it by sight, looking out there. You'll not, you'll not make this thing by watching Fox News. You'll not make it by watching CNN, CBS, ABC. You're not going to make it by faith. We're going to make it by one way and one way only. By faith. The Bible says that the just says you come on to the piano, Sister Megan. That understand it better by and by. I believe Brother Terry and Brother Warren need to get up there and lead us in it. We will understand it better by and by. The Bible says this. Listen to what it says. The just... Listen to what it says closely. The just shall live. How? By faith. Not by feelings. Not by sight. Matter of fact, if you try to live by feelings, you'll become defeated and depressed and disheartened. And if you try to live by sight, you'll be the same way. The only way you're going to live and live out your days is going to be by faith. Faith. I believe as we stand across the auditorium, I believe God's people need to be at these altars and saying, God, increase my faith. There's Some of you here this morning that your faith has been shaken. Your faith has been shaken in the last little bit. There's things going on in your life that you don't understand and it's making you question and wonder, how am I going to make it through? Parents, I believe I bring my family to the altar and say, God, help me to live by faith with my children, not by what?